welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports. Got a fantasy question? Email fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Where Frank, Scott, Chris, and Adam. Sound the alarms. We have an emergency edition of Fantasy Baseball today. <laughs> on Friday. Friday, January 15th. Not really a bomb. That was, that was more like a bomb falling than the actual <laughs> alarm. He is Chris Towers. I am Frank Stanfield. And I'm going on record to say this might be my favorite emergency podcast of the offseason. Take it away, Susan. Oh, my good, goodness gracious. That's right. The Bronx of all Bombers. The dramatic things. <laughs> of all the dramatic things. Do I have that? Of all the dramatic things I've ever seen. Corey Kluber is in the boss's office. Corey Kluber is coming to the Yankees. That's right. Corey Kluber on a one year, $11 million deal pending a physical. So I guess that can still change. Um, and we will. So we'll talk about Kluber and then we'll also talk about DJ LeMahieu, who earlier today re-signed with the Yankees on a six-year, $90 million deal. Uh, Corey Kluber, of course, former two-time Cy Young Award winner, um, his showcase the other day, sitting 88 to 90 miles per hour with the fastball. He also threw his off-speed pitches. The last time we really saw Kluber on the mound was back in 2019. He only made seven starts then. He had a 5.80 ERA. Um, since the start of 2019, he's only thrown 36 and two-thirds innings pitched. The ADP for Kluber is at 232. Chris, what do you think about the signing for the Yankees and Corey Kluber in general? He could be had for much cheaper than we've ever seen before. Yeah, and then there's a reason for that. Of course. Um, the last time we saw Corey Kluber pitch in any kind of sample where you would actually want to make any kind of definitive statement about how he looked. That's actually Corey Kluber getting driven to the That's end. the uh, Yankee. <laughs> that's the Yankee siren. Yeah. Uh, you can hear it all the way in, in Williamsburg from the Bronx. Um, yeah, the last time he pitched in any kind of sample size where you would want to make any definitive judgment about how good he still was, he was really good. 2018, he was, I, I believe, a top five pitcher in fantasy. I think he finished second in Cy Young voting. And that was why I was pretty high on him going into the 2020 season because, you know, he had one bad month in 2019 and then he got hit by a line drive uh, on the forearm and had a broken forearm. Then he suffered, I think, an oblique strain as he was coming back from that. And that was the only time we saw him. Struggled with control, struggled. Uh, you know, velocity was maybe half a mile per hour down, but. For the most part, it didn't seem that concerning to me. Then he goes out in 2020 and pitches one inning, uh, suffers a shoulder strain and can't come back. It's, I, I think he would have been able to come back had the season been a regular length, but I'm not 100% sure about that. Um, so it wasn't necessarily you know, a, a five alarm kind of concern there. But now you've got a guy who's 35 years old, I believe. He's now, multiple years, he's two years removed from, three years removed from, you know, the last time we saw him pitch really well, the last time we saw him pitch at all, really. And so I'm not going to rush out and move him up my rankings too much. I have him 208th in my Roto rankings that I've just finished. And uh, that feels about right. You know, I, I don't think him signing with the Yankees necessarily is a reason to move him up or down. 
Yeah, so Kluber is 34 years old. He'll turn 35 on April 10th. So age 35 season coming up. We know he should have a good uh, should have good run support with the New York Yankees and, of course, has a pretty good bullpen behind him as well. Uh, it's just a matter of how much will he actually stay on the field, uh, which is the biggest current concern for Corey Kluber. And Steamer and the bat projections that are now up on Fangraphs have him both projected for 148 innings this upcoming season. I mentioned the ADP for Kluber is at 232. He's going just ahead of names like Brady Singer, Marcus Stroman, James Paxton, and we spoke about this during our Roto Mock Draft review, Chris. I really want four of my top 30 starting pitchers, and then once we get past pick 200, I, I think I just want to load up on a bunch of upside arms, and if that includes some young, some old, then I'm okay with that. What do you think about this ADP uh, and going just ahead of names like Singer, Stroman, Paxton? Would, would you prefer Kluber ahead of those guys? Uh, I think I would prefer Paxton. I think there's a better chance of Paxton delivering a good season. Who is uh, also know, a free agent right now, so yeah, we're waiting for where he signs. We'll, yep. we'll see. Um, I think I would rather have Stroman, but in my first run of rankings, I do have Stroman lower, so I'm going to have to reevaluate that. And I think the same with uh, Singer. Um, so yeah, that that's something that I'll have to. Singer's just below him, so I'll have to reevaluate that, and I'll probably. I don't know if I'll be moving that, those guys up or if I'll be moving Kluber down, but um, that range feels okay. And like you said, it's not just young guys who have upside. You know, James Paxton is someone who has a lot of upside. Corey Kluber has a lot of upside. Chris Sale, if he gets back with a reasonable amount of time, has a ton of upside. And that's something to remember uh, when you're drafting is it's not just, you know, the 22-year-old prospect. It's not just those guys who have upside, you know, Masahiro Tanaka has some upside. Michael Pineda has some upside. Uh, Nathan Ovaldi has upside. All those guys are going to be going in that same range. And I think they're Corey Kluber is among that group who's a, who is a perfectly fine option to round out your rotation. Yeah, Chris, our sleepers, breakouts, and busts uh, will be slowly coming out over the next couple of months. But you will find, for me, in that 200 to 380p, there are so many pitchers. They don't have to be young. They could be older, like you mentioned. Some of those names that you just talked about, I am really, really excited about grabbing late in my drafts as well. All right, we'll just quickly mention DJ LeMayhew. I, I think we were kind of operating under the assumption that he would head back to the Yankees all offseason. Uh, at mm-hmm. least I did in terms of my rankings. Back to the Yankees on a six-year, $90 million deal, 32 years old for DJ LeMayhew. It was reported that Toronto, the Blue Jays, Offered four years, $78 million, uh, which is obviously a much higher AAV, but it seemed like LeMahieu wanted to remain with the Yankees and, and just wanted the highest dollar amount that he could possibly get. So goes back to um, goes back to New York. In terms of LeMahieu, uh, you know what, I think you know what you're going to get. What he's done the past two years, he's been a top three first baseman in Roto each of the past two seasons, second baseman rather, and um, he averaged 4.0 fantasy points per game. In 2020, that was tied for 10th among all hitters. That's an elite mark. Yeah, he is ridiculous. Um, He had a 9.7% strikeout rate this past season. That was the best of his career. Uh, 8% walk rate. That was the highest since 2017. I think we know what we're going to get. You get triple eligibility from LeMahieu, which is also awesome. First, First base, second base, third base eligibility. I think the question, Chris, is do you take LeMahieu ahead of Ozzie Albies? in a Roto or a head-to-head categories league? Because in a points league, I don't really think it's close. So DJ versus Ozzy Albies, what do you think? Uh, I do believe I have Ozzy Albies 
$1 more in my Roto value. So that that's, it's seven spots in the rankings overall, but it's very, very close. Um, and I could be talked into one way or the other, and it, it does sort of depend on your uh, team roster construction because Albies will steal more bases. And so that, um, you know, could be enough to give him an edge. And in my eyes, it is. But yeah, I, I think they're right there for one and two at second base. Yeah, I have LeMahieu ranked as my number one second baseman in both Roto and in head-to-head points, but a lot like you. I think it comes down to just how you want to build your team. If you prefer some steals, I think Ozzie Albies will probably give you 15 to 20 steals. LeMahieu, maybe he'll give you a handful, but what you want LeMahieu for is, of course, his high batting average and run scored, which are very, very tricky categories to fill. So, yeah. um, you know, he, he is a unique player in that regard. I'll just compare him quickly to some other hitters going in this range, Chris. According to ADP, Adalberto Mondesi is one spot within DJ LeMahieu. Um, Albies I have just, Mondesi 10 spots higher, but... Okay, for Roto, but... I, I, yes. I chug... I'm, I'm chugging uh, Maylock or whatever whatever uh, antacid of your choice. Pepto-Bismol. Maylock's one, right? I don't... I, I've no it might be before your time. Yeah, I would say so. Um, all right, so... Maylocks. No, I might have just made this up. So you'll take Mondesi yep, ahead of LeMahieu. Um, what about... Like Arenado. What about that third base group? Arenado, Bregman, um, Rendon, who we all kind of like as some early early round values. I have all those guys just a little bit ahead of DJ LeMayhew. But, you know, as we're talking this through, it, you know, maybe it's a, it's a reason to move DJ LeMayhew up. Um, because any concerns that you had about, you know, whether this power uh, breakout that he had, you know, in his late, you know, I guess early 30s was when in 2019 he was 30. Um, any concerns you have about that and the fact that, you know, he had never hit for power in course field like this, it seems to be uh, a non-issue now that he's still going to be playing his home games at Yankee Stadium. He, I, I believe he's hit, I want to say it's 27 of his 36 home runs since joining the Yankees at home. Um, but he's still going to be there for half his game. So I, I think you... You don't worry about that so much. And his his swing is uh, particularly well-suited for Yankee Stadium because he does go the opposite way quite a bit. So um, I think he just kind of holds steady as a result of this. He is 32 years old. Um, yeah, won't, he'll turn 33 in the middle of the season on July 7th, 13th. So I guess there's a little bit of concern that you know he, he drops off, but... I'm not that concerned now. I, I think you you pretty much hold steady, and he's right in that third round range. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head there, Chris. Uh, the fact that he goes back to Yankee Stadium, his swing is just tailored so perfectly for there. This past season in 2020, 43% of the time, DJ LeMay, went to the opposite field. We know the short porch in Yankee Stadium that obviously plays well for him. Uh, he had 26 home runs in 2019, which was a career high, and then followed that up with 10 home runs in 2020 over the course of 50 games. So if you project that over 150, that is 30 home runs. So I, I think the power is... Somewhat legit for LeMahieu. Am I projecting him for 30? No, I think he's probably going to hit like 22 to 25, but he's also going to do that with a 300-plus batting average and a lot of runs scored. So a lot to like with DJ LeMahieu holding steady in the third round of both Roto and head-to-head points leagues. Corey Kluber, uh, a name going outside the top 280p right now. Also a name that that might rise if he performs well in spring training and 
gets the velo back up to 91, 92 miles per hour on that fastball, then we might even see Corey Kluber's name start to rise up draft boards. But definitely uh, someone to pay attention to uh, post 200 as a late round flyer sleeper for your fantasy drafts. All right, that's it on a Friday night. He is Chris. I am Frank. Thank you all for listening and watching. We'll be back again on Monday. Bye-bye. We'll be right back.